Well, grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, uh, dear friends, as you hopefully remember this morning, as you already know, today is Father's Day. It's that day when, yes, we reflect upon our own fathers and, and all that they have done for us in our lifetime. What a wonderful thing it is to be a father. And yet, of course, in today's society, fatherhood is often denigrated, isn't it? All you have to do is turn on the, the TV to, to watch one of, of the sitcoms and fathers are portrayed as kind of weak individuals. They're, they're subject to you know, the, the needs of, of their stomach or the silly kinds of, of things that society today says men simply go and do. Yes, often today we, we see that somehow the, the woman is the, the leader of the household and she's raising the children and, and managing her husband, perhaps as yet another child. And that really is how fathers are portrayed today. But I come to you to think about what our fathers were like because, you know, our fathers grew up in that great generation, didn't they? Our fathers were the ones who, you know, grabbed us by the ankle and drug us to church on Sunday morning, right, when maybe we didn't even want to go. Our fathers were the ones that went out and, and worked maybe even two jobs in order to put a roof over our heads while we were growing up. Indeed, our fathers had that model of what it is to be like Christ. Not only in our society has the fatherhood come to be denigrated, but, you know, Jesus himself is now coming to be seen as kind of weak, isn't he? No, when you really think about it, the Jesus that many people today say that they worship, he would never have taken a whip into the temple thrown over the tables of the money changers, declared that this shall be a house of prayer, not a den of thieves. And yes, somehow it's almost impossible for many people to imagine, you know, Jesus actually being crucified. For today's society that doesn't want to talk about that either. Does it? But yet it shows us what a man should be made of. That he would be willing to take the spikes in his own hands, his own feet, so that the people he loved could be saved. You see. And dear friends, really that is what many of our own fathers were like. They had many of those same qualities because they had attended church services Sunday after Sunday. They had studied about the life of our Savior. They knew that Jesus was a real man. They understood what those concepts were, that to follow in the footsteps of Jesus meant sacrifice. That it meant taking up that mantle 
It meant even, yes, taking up the cross and following after Jesus. You see, those fathers in the sitcoms today, they have no idea what the cross is. Uh, they have no idea what it would be to take up the cross and follow after their Savior. But many of our fathers, they knew, they understood, didn't they? There's a, a common trend today that, yes, you know, people kind of get together and they, they ridicule their fathers, don't they? You know, sometimes we, we hear that you're sitting at the coffee shop and, and you know, the so-and-so will, you know, be, begin their, you know, kind of, kind of tirade. Oh, dad, dad never had time for me. You know, oh, Johnny's dad was out playing ball with him every day. But, you know, my, my dad, oh, my dad, he, he, just, he just couldn't seem to be there. Right. But if you kind of peel back the layers, you go behind the scenes. It's like, OK, so your dad was working two jobs to put a roof over your head. Right. Your, your dad was doing extra things to, to create a path for you into the future. Your, your dad, you know, was out there making contact so that you could be the star of the football team. No, your dad was doing all of these things. And yet now you sit in the coffee shop 20 years later and you say, oh. Wasn't there. Was never home. Have a tear in your eye. See, our, our Lord and Savior, he knew what it was to work so hard through the day that he fell asleep in the boat. Right? That was our gospel for today. And the wind blew and the storm was coming and it was being tossed and, and he was so exhausted from his hard day of work, he, he remained asleep. It's only when the disciples come to him and they, they shake him and they say, Lord, don't you care that we're perishing? Would, would we ever try to say Jesus sinned by falling asleep? Jesus, he, he wasn't available to the disciples. Jesus you know, failed in some capacity because he, he just couldn't do everything that was expected of him. No, we, we would never say that. And so why do we sometimes say it about our fathers? Yet yeah, we do sometimes, don't we? It was too tired. Oh, why couldn't he have been there? Oh, he should have been able to, to take the stress and did everything at home as well. Oh, we hear people saying those kinds of things, don't we? And, you know, for us as a, a little child, perhaps it, it, it can be difficult at times. As, as many of you know, uh, my, my father died. He was a naval aviator. He, he died in um, a, a training mission. And so I came home and was raised by my grandparents for the, the first four years of my life. And, uh, uh, of course, my, my grandfather had a special attachment to me with my, my father being killed in, in the Navy. And, you know, he really a desire to, to try to put some, some effort into that. And as I was growing up, he, he had a farm and he worked on the railroad. 
And in the evenings, he played with me. Right? I was his first grandchild. And, you know, again, he, he cared a great deal about me. And so I, I can well remember, you know, riding my, my little car. We sit on the, the roof and it had a steering wheel, you know, coming up out of the engine. And, you know, you could turn it and he'd, you know, be helping me get around the block on my little car and I could drive. We were playing ball in the, the front yard as I, I grew a, a little bit later in years. And, you know, he'd come home from work and, and we would, you know, have, have you know, special cheese that he, he liked to get. And we'd have a, a little snack, you know. And, and there were all these things that, that he had in place that we could do together. But, you know, I also remember about four years old, you know, come on, Grandpa, let's go play ball. And and, and Grandpa said one day, you know, I'm, I'm kind of tired. Because, yeah, he, he was my grandpa. And he was working on a farm. And, and he was working on the railroad to try to, you know, put things together. And, and he had a, a lot of things that he did every day just to make it through and, and then you know came the day when he just was tired, right? And as we, we become a, a, adults, as you know we're approaching sixty or, or seventy, we kinda understand what it is to be, you know, tired. And you you'd like to maybe be able to do a little bit more, but you're you know exhausted. But as that, that little boy, you know, four years old, you know, I can still remember that. Wow, you know, Grandpa, Grandpa that one day, he, he, he said he was tired. Now, how many people, how many adults do you know kind of carry that one single memory through their life? My grandpa said he was too tired to play with me that one day. Oh. Uh, there again at the coffee shop, shaking their head, kind of you know, complaining about their upbringing, complaining of, about the the past. They they don't seem to be able to remember the other you know thousand days that Grandpa was right there with them, playing ball or pushing them in their little car, you know, playing croquet in the front yard, doing all the things that build. The memories, instead, they key on that one single time and they say, Oh, Dad, didn't take the time. My gra grandpa, he, 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 he wasn't there when I needed him. Right? We have these complaints. You know, our, our Lord and, and Savior at times in the scripture, we're told he went away to a lonely place to pray. And the, the disciples, you know, they're, they're pulling out their hair and they're running around. Oh my, you know, Jesus has gone away. What are we going to do? We have to go after him. See? Again, would, would we ever say uh, of our Lord and Savior that he went away to a, a lonely place to be able to pray, to commune with the Father. He's being selfish. That selfish Jesus. Why, look at all the work he could have been doing and helping the disciples even more. Oh my, would, would we ever 
to say something like that. No, we, we never would, would we? But yeah, we certainly would say it about our own fathers at times, wouldn't we? Oh, Dad got up in the morning and he had to have his newspaper. Could be father was talking to me in the morning and had to be reading his newspaper. I heard, heard complaints like that about that. Now, maybe Dad, in order to be able to get through the, the two or three jobs that he was working, needed that, you know, Five, ten minutes in the morning to himself to read his newspaper, uh, kind of to, to get his mind settled so he could go out and do some of the difficult things that he had to do on any particular day. But again, we hear these, these voices around us. People, they want to complain about their father, right? He wasn't there for me had his nose buried in the newspaper. I couldn't take the time to, to do this or, or had, had to always be at work. Had to be doing all these different things. Couldn't just kind of have it all. And that's why it's so interesting that our, our texts for today as well as, uh, as certain others Reveal to us that Jesus, our Savior, he, he was a, a true man. And he lived in this world. And there were times when Jesus needed to just get away and be by himself. And there were times when, when Jesus was exhausted and he needed some sleep. And, and, and there were times when he was no doubt exasperated by what the disciples were thinking and doing. Our Savior, he shows us through these tiny windows just what it is to be human, doesn't he? And do our own fathers deserve any blessing? So dear friends, on this Father's Day, I would encourage you to go back traveling through the, those memories of time and, and to reflect upon all the things your fathers did well. Because there was probably a lot that your dads did right. There's probably a lot of things that, that your father had going for him. Maybe your dad was one of those that, that had to work two jobs to be able to make ends meet and to be able to provide for you as you're growing up. If your dad worked two jobs, aren't you being a little bit hard on him when you say, oh, he never could find time for me. Oh, he, he, he wasn't there for me when I was growing up. If you had food on your table, if you had a roof over your head, if you had someone that was out there engaged with a, this sinful world in order to make that happen, you had a great blessing. 
Because think about it, if your dad just was gone, if he wasn't there, you wouldn't have had any income at all. Your mom would have had a God to, to work and worked a couple jobs, and then you would have been taking care of your little sister and your little brother. You would have become the parent, you see. By your dad being out there working as Christ. You had perhaps one of the, the most privileged upbringings in this world. Because we, we don't think about that, do we? No, there, there are people in foreign lands that are maybe able to, to eke out a dollar a month. You think about that. There are people around the, the world that, you know, are doing their best to kind of get by and, and to make something out, out of nothing for their families, and they're doing it on barely nothing. Their children sometimes don't have food at night. They maybe don't have a, a solid roof over their head. And your dad, he went out and he worked that hard so you could have a good home. And many of our fathers, they worked that hard so that you could have perhaps a better life than they had when they were young. You see, your dad cared about your future. He cared about you having good things. He cared about you being able to have a life better than the one perhaps that he did. See. And it all came from knowing Jesus. You see, Jesus was that true man. Jesus was that one that could walk into the temple and flip over the tables of the money changers, take the whip to the unrighteous and drive them out, to be able to declare, my house shall be a house of prayer and not a den of thieves. And Jesus, our Savior, was the one who was able to, in the garden of Gethsemane, Go through that trial where three times he asked his father to take away that coming experience. Three times he asked his daddy, I don't want to go through this, he said. Help me. Make it change. And yet, at the end of the day, he also said, Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And he stood up straight, and he squared his shoulders, and he faced the oncoming terror. He did it with dignity, and he walked the path. The nails were driven through his hands and his feet, and he proclaimed, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. He hung upon the cross and people spit upon him and mocked him and, and cursed him. And he continued in dignity 
and in righteousness. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And he was gone. Dear friends, he did that all for us. And many of our fathers acknowledging Jesus as their Savior, walking that path also of self-sacrifice, showed us what a real man is like. Let us remember our fathers today, for they followed Christ. Amen. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your hearts and minds now and always. Amen.